0: Hey, Enneagram friend, this is Abby Rodriguez, your certified and IEA accredited Enneagram teacher and coach. In this space, I'll give you a sneak peek into real live coaching sessions and teach you how to apply the wisdom of the Enneagram into your life for personal growth. The invitation each episode is to take on a posture of curiosity, curiosity about yourself and others, so that you can shift from merely surviving to fully thriving in your everyday life. Visit my website at abbyrodriguez.com and listen into this episode to learn more. In this episode, I share the coaching space with an Enneagram 2 from Seattle, Washington. Her intention for coaching comes out of a desire to communicate well in conversations with loved ones about controversial topics that just keep seeming to come up. For 2s, this can be such a tricky space, trying to balance their orientation for connection, but then also holding boundaries around what they need in a relationship. If you lead with type 2 or are in a relationship with someone that's an Enneagram 2, listen with curiosity and compassion and see what you can take away from our coaching conversation. I know that you had communicated some in Instagram, um, just kind of going back and forth in our direct messages, but I'd love to hear what feels most helpful to explore during our time together and and we'll kind of start there and and go from there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um, Yeah, so I am an Enneagram 2, the helper. And so recently in this season, I am just kind of struggling in transitioning and a lot of transition kind of happening all around me. And so when I speak up for myself or want to voice an opinion or something or um, need to ask for help and don't necessarily know how to and And what does that look like? And how do you ask for help when you don't really feel seen, Um, Mm -hmm. especially as a two and, and how to emotionally ask for support in that. So,
0: yeah. 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 So as you share that, are there um, specific conversations or maybe even relationships that are coming to mind?
1: Yeah, recently, um, a big one right now is my parents. Okay. <laughs> um, so I didn't move out until I was about 26. And I think a lot of that um, was for a lot of different reasons. But I think a big one is the fact that I was raised to kind of fear the outside world and, you know, everything's going to hurt me and,
0: you yeah. know, that
1: kind of stuff and kind of overbearing parents. And so I was just scared to leave. I was just like, yeah, I can just stay here till I get married and that'll be fine and and then I kind of just went and looked at an apartment one day and for the near this church I was going to and loved it and was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to move out and um that was really hard for them, but recently, so now fast forwarding, just kind of having those healthy boundary conversations yeah. and them not necessarily wanting that. <laughs> Um, and they just want to be overprotective parents forever. And I get that I'm not a parent yet, but I can understand their perspective. It's just really hard trying to grow. Um, and last night again, just kind of feeling like 10 steps backwards after trying to speak up for myself. So that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 That's hard. And I also, you know, oftentimes for that type two structure, it can be so hard to even know what you need or what yes. boundary is helpful to set, and so yes. then when you do know you have that awareness, and then you have the courage to say something, and it's not reciprocated with kindness and understanding, compassion, whatever is needed, um, yeah. it's just so hard. It feels really defeating, yeah. and so yeah, I yeah. I understand them. Yeah, um, I'm curious as you think about some of those conversations. If there are, um, if maybe you'd be willing to share what type of, of boundary or need you're sharing with them that doesn't feel like, uh, the conversation goes well, or they're not willing to, to establish that boundary or, or, um, respect that boundary with you.
1: Yeah. Um, so hot topic obviously right now is COVID and the vaccine. Yeah. And I have chosen not to, um, just for personal health reasons for later on down the road, yeah. um, and that affecting my body and stuff like that Um, because I just don't feel like there's enough medical research yet for me to make that choice and I expressed that in the beginning and they were just like we don't understand that and you know it's been made by doctors and millions of people are going to have it I'm just like I understand that but not everybody has my body and and I just you know don't want to do that right now and so it was like okay fine we don't get it and then it just like keeps being brought up. Like, when are you going to get vaccinated? When are you going to get vaccinated? And last night it got brought up again um, because my mom happened to look at the their vaccination cards or whatever. And again, she asked me and I was just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to right now. And it's just like, I said the same thing. I'm just choosing not to right now because of the medical research. And I just felt like it was made really quick and all this stuff. And they're just like, but this is your life and you don't understand. And just like, again, overbearing. And I just,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I just shut down because I'm just like, okay, fine, whatever. I don't really want to engage in this conflict. And because I feel like I've already spoken over it and I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's a two thing, but I don't love conflict anyway as it is, but trying to grow, because I know that that happens. Conflict is going to happen in life, but it's just with them specifically, I struggle with it because I'm just like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, And so that's kind of what happened last night.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and I think, you know, even as you talk about it, um, most types don't love conflict, but twos definitely have more of that aversion. Um, And really because part of that type, to structure is just this aversion and this, um, desire to not be rejected, right? There's, yeah. there's this deep desire to be wanted and love to foster connection. Um, yeah. and you know, sometimes people say simply to be liked, but the fear that coincides with that is this fear of, of not being wanted, of being rejected. And so conflict just feels like very shaky ground to stand on. Um, yeah. so, yeah, yeah. so. Uh, as you think about that interaction, part of what I hear you saying uh, is as you've communicated the concerns around this, you've said uh, the language you use was that uh, I'm not going to do that right now. Um, Have you communicated to them any boundaries around um, not asking you for a set period of time? Okay. What did that look like?
1: Um, Initially, it was really great because I Um, probably a couple months ago now had the like full conversation about boundaries because this is an issue in a lot of areas Um, and so I had that and they were super understanding it was very emotional because I'm the only child and so it's just like again they want to protect me which I totally understand and they were super um, receptive to it and were totally great and that stopped And so I was like, okay, great. We just needed to have that conversation. Awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, again, it crept back up. And so I guess I didn't say specifically, can you not ask me for a year or anything like that? So maybe it just needs to be more defined, but definitely just said, can you please stop asking
0: for sure? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that feel like a comfortable conversation to say, like, can we not? um, revisit this topic for, you know, a calendar year until, you know, a significant amount of time, not because you are unwilling to talk about it, but because it feels, um, it feels invasive in the way that you're kind of describing it, not just an intellectual conversation. Yeah. Would that be a helpful thing to give yourself some, uh, boundaries around it with time?
1: Yeah, definitely. That could be a possibility. I hadn't, um, thought about that. I, I also know that there's a piece to it that I think what is feels like is why it's happening over and over is just the lack of awareness of what even boundaries are because my parents weren't taught those either. I feel like that generation and generations before were very much taught, like, you know, pull your bootstraps up, you're fine. Like, we don't talk about feelings or emotions. And so this is a very new conversation for them. And so I feel like I'm having to teach them all this stuff now because they weren't taught it either. So, um, but definitely that could be a tool for the tool belt for sure.
0: Yeah, and I love the way that you said that of of having to teach them because they weren't taught. And the other side of this is outside of their own experience, the way that you have interacted with them for the first however 20 many years of your life you know we subconsciously train people to interact with us a certain way and so if they were overstepping or more invasive or uh didn't respect privacy or any of those type of things um it's kind of like we train people over time to mistreat us and not really realizing that we're doing it and so some of Mm. it is also teaching them like as i become more aware of what i need and feel more confident to step into that um i'm teaching you how to interact with me as i teach you my boundaries you know yeah um yeah and so i love the way that you even talked about that too yeah um I'm curious, as you think about these previous conversations, you know, with boundaries, there's almost two pieces of setting the boundary. So there's, there's parts of that, right? Of knowing what you need, being able to say that out loud, kind of having that confidence to do that. Mm -hmm. But also, um, in the times when it doesn't go well, or maybe there is even these subsequent conversations that that don't go so well. There's mm-hmm. also just an experience of hurt that happens um, mm-hmm. that, that you need to process through. And so yeah. I'm, I'm curious what that experience is like for you when you have been hurt by some of these conversations. How do you kind of walk away from that?
1: Um, yeah, so in the past, I would just, like I said, because of the overbearing aspect of it I've trained them that I just shut down and they're just kind of the law (laughs) especially with authority I've always just been very submissive with all authority um and so um yeah so in the past I would just let it go and kind of suppress it and not really do anything with it um and now kind of coming into this new season of learning healthy boundaries growth preparing for you know um Different relationships and that kind of thing. Um, I am learning to process it with friends mm-hmm. and kind of um, as a Christian, too, praying through things and reading the Bible, kind of getting that perspective as well. Um, but it's very hard. And I just kind of, as we're processing out loud, I wonder if it's harder because they're my parents, yeah. um, as like such a staple um, figure in your life and in my life. Um, so, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, I appreciate that admission too of, you know, they're important, right? You want this yeah. to work. This is not just yeah. something that you're going to walk away from because it's hard. Um, but the people that are most important in our life often have the, um, greatest ability to impact us both positively, yeah. but also negatively. And so, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you even mentioning some resources that you have in processing your emotions. So fellowship, right? Being able to process it with friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And often um, I find that with the type twos that I coach, you know, in like consistent weekly coaching relationships uh, Uh tend to be external processors. Oftentimes, you know, it's almost like uh, we say that twos are barometers and kind of walk in and pick up all the feelings, but the, yep. there's not a very good way to process all the things that are happening. Yeah, and totally. sometimes you just need the the filter of talking through things to synthesize it. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes even just with the caveat to friends of whatever I start with, is probably not where I'm going to end. I just need Absolutely. to talk through it. <laughs> yeah,
1: <totally. laughs> I just need to yep. get to the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And And then we'll go for it. I was just going to say, I think what's funny or it's funny you say that because just as somebody who needs to recharge as an introvert, um, I have always like, I guess, told myself that I need to process inwardly. And so now that I'm kind of coming out of my shell or coming into my own, whatever you want to call it, I think I'm learning that I can process both ways whether that's journaling or praying, but also like realizing that I do need that emotional support with friends and with that, they can't read my mind. And so being able to express that um, emotion or feeling or conversation or whatever. So definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And, you know, the other piece that that it comes up, especially when it's, you know, a cherished group of friends is not even just the space to process out loud. That is very helpful, but also a community where you feel accepted, where there's a sense of belonging as you that kind of supports you as you're tending to this other space where you don't feel so supported or you you don't feel known in the way that you want to be known. Yeah. Um, And and not because it's covering over or fixing it, but it's almost like it supports you. gives you some scaffolding as you do some inner building.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also really appreciated that you named, um, your faith as a resource. You know, there's, um, as you think through that process, whether that's in some of the contemplative things you named, like reading and, um, journaling, but then also too just having, um, access to something outside of yourself. Um, you know, you have a lot of internal resources, but also naming these resources outside of yourself too. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Definitely. I don't know if um, you've ever heard of uh, the app Insight Timer, but there is a um, recorded meditation on there uh, that I've recorded recently called the Welcoming Prayer. That might be something that you'd be interested in. Um, okay. But it's really helpful in processing emotions. Um, and it's just a guided meditation. It walks you step by step through. And and just giving yourself some space to, um, you know, as you have these experiences, Uh, sometimes that hurt and the emotion that comes up feels really scary to navigate. And so our type will naturally avoid it. Um, We avoid it by reaching out to others. We avoid it by doing. um, We avoid it by noise, you know, technology, music, all these things that just kind of create noise. Um, And so having some, some practices where you can just allow yourself to sit in the emotion for a little bit um Mm -hmm. that's part of how we allow ourselves to process it rather than just Mm -hmm. get over it you know oftentimes it's like a oh i did this and now i feel better like i kind of just got over it Uh, yeah but we don't really just get over things it kind of just stays with us and so having a rhythm but i'm curious as i say that to you how how that sounds or if there's other things that have come up in your experience
1: no that's totally great um i think that is such a good And prevalent word for me just because I think, um, again, I just don't want to sit in the conflict. And I think I have to (laughs) and need to in order to really understand how to even get to the point of asking for the help, especially emotionally, because I can't even name it because in my mind, I've already processed it for like a day and now I'm over it when it's when I'm really not because this Mm -hmm. is an ongoing conversation that is happening and will, I'm sure have to happen again, especially with my parents and stuff. So that's a really perfect, yeah, just so great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even too, as you named it of like, sometimes you do have these spaces where you process it, but it's going to come up again and being gracious and kind with yourself as it comes up, you know, Uh, sometimes I'm, In these one-on-one coaching spaces and people it's almost like they feel um like ashamed of the fact that they're still hurt about something
1: Um, and
0: just an invitation to be kind to yourself because Mm -hmm. there is it's just tricky and also that emotion that you're having a feeling hurt or disapproved of or embarrassed or whatever it is um, that's how you feel, so you get to feel that way. You know, it's yeah. it's your actual emotion. It's what's coming up for you. You're allowed to feel that way, um, and so just giving yourself some kindness in that too, and and rather than a, uh, we say like a non-judgmental observation of that as it's coming, rather than this, you know, shaking your finger at yourself of like, why are you still upset yeah. about this?
1: Right, um, you're allowed yeah. to be
0: hurt. That's what happened yeah. to you. You're allowed to be hurt. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point too of not giving yourself or giving myself again like a day timeline to because I feel like too why I wanted to do this is like I feel like I pour my heart out to people and then don't receive anything back because you know I I do CrossFit and am generally a positive person so I think people are just like and eh, just give her a day or two like she'll be fine which is yeah. nine times out of ten true but With these particular relationships and conversations that I've had with friends and family, it's just this it's a little bit different this time because I'm more aware of kind of where I'm headed with my feelings and stuff like that. And so just navigating that space and trying to figure out how to then ask for help in return. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think even you know, as you talked about that element of like, typically I am positive, I am upbeat. You know, I I can move past it in in whatever span of time they're anticipating, and, and that's a good thing too, right? It's not the, um, you know, we want to always acknowledge and appreciate the gifts that are natural in our type structure or natural yeah. in our optimism. Um, but also acknowledging that there will be times because people anticipate that from you that you'll have to do an extra step of telling them like, yeah. I, you know, I need a more space to talk through this or I need some space from this yep. or, yeah. you know, I would love if we went and did this together because I just need some carefree, non-responsibility space, whatever it might be. Yeah, um,
1: totally.
0: But I think because twos, uh, have that superpower of kind of anticipating what others might need or reading the barometer yep. on how others feel. I think it's easy as a two to forget that people don't have that same superpower, and yes. um, you kind of have to overtly, you know, dumb it down for the rest of us. Of like, I'm not doing well. I need this. Yeah. Would you be able right. to do that this evening with me? You know, yeah, um, and kind of laying yeah. that out.
1: Yeah, that's so great. Also, another great word because I totally just anticipate also that aspect of it. But like, I don't want to be a burden. So I'm just, I don't want to put that on people because I can sense that everybody else is going through a lot right now because we all are. Um, And that's always going to be the case. It's not ever going to be like, we're always going to have something because that's just life. And, you know, we're all almost 30 and early 30s. So that's just kind of the nature of life. And so just stepping back and realizing that they want to hear it, And they want to be there for me. Um, But yeah, getting out of that two space of just reading the room and just putting my feelings aside because that's just what, you know, I tend to do. So definitely that's great.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and oftentimes, you know, I mean, what you said is is – Uh, So true, and oftentimes twos will, when they do share, when they do ask for help, when they do offer, um, you know, this isn't going well and here's what I think I need and I don't even know how to get that, right? These really tender, vulnerable conversations, um, often they find that others in relationship move even closer to them, right? It's almost these relationships that they didn't realize were kind of at um, an arm's length until they had these moments of not just the two offering and giving and creating welcoming space for others but allowing others to reciprocate that and you know, you're know, you stepping towards them in this vulnerable space rather than um, welcoming them into your space, right? Yeah. And so just, I think often people are surprised when they do share and it feels like, gosh, I'm not offering or giving anything. I just feel needy.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But oftentimes that's what really strengthens the relationship for others to get to offer that yeah. back to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think I was so excited initially when I had that conversation, boundaries conversation with my parents A couple months ago because they received it so well and they were like yeah "Yeah, we totally get it we'll try and work on it um and then just again to have the repetitive so I was just like yeah and again do I don't say anything because they're just going to repeat you know the question anyway or do I just keep working with them and again do I you know so where do I go from there so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah Yeah, and setting giving yourself some time too might be a good boundary around it yes Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
1: But yeah. For sure. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, as you think about um, this current season and our conversation, what do you feel like are some practical things that you can take out of our conversation into this next season, whether that's this next week, month? um, What feel like tangible things that that you can take into it?
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely love the, just right off the bat, the first thing about, hey, like I need at least a week or two to process this. Um, and also let's not talk about it for at least six months. Let's give it till the end of the year. If you guys wanna revisit it, we can, but I need this time to just not talk about it because I've asked you to, and and now we need this kind of harder, harsh, not harsh, but um, this more defined boundary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah.
1: and so, um, and then just, I think continuing to practice because you can't get good at anything until you practice. And so I think, um, just being able to speak up for myself or just say how I feel, no matter what the response is going to be. Um, yeah. and just cause everybody's different. And so everybody's going to respond different. Every situation is different. And so I think I just need to keep doing it and not get defeated when it's not how I wanted the conversation to go. Um yeah. because it's just gonna be different every time and hopefully um they'll learn to understand my process, how I think and you know, that kind of thing. So
0: Yeah. And it's consistent taking steps towards each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you for mm-hmm. reflecting back on that. Um the yeah, it's always helpful just to hear what what lands, what resonates, what uh, feels helpful steps to move towards in. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you so much for for taking time to chat with me and and honestly too, just taking time to be curious about yourself and how you show up in relationships and wanting to do that well. Um, yeah. you know, I often will offer in the workshops I teach just this brief sentiment at the closing of I just think the world would be a better place if we were all a bit more curious. Um, And so I I love having this space where you're curious and and you want to know and want to know how to do things well um, and honor who you are and how you can show up in the world. So thanks for being curious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Hey Enneagram friend, I'm so thankful for your curiosity and listening to this Enneagram coaching session. Although participants can learn a lot in just a brief coaching session like this, The transformational work really comes in a weekly coaching engagement with a certified Enneagram practitioner. If you feel stuck, discouraged, or overwhelmed by an aspect of your type, or maybe just a situation that you're trying to navigate, schedule a free discovery call with me at abbyrodriguez.com backslash coaching and see how coaching can help support you in your everyday life.